Today in Science from Wired. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. Hints of new life in the shadows of Venezuela's last glacier. When ice goes, lichens and mosses move in and an entirely new ecosystem starts to take shape. By Jonathan Mowens. This story originally appeared on Atlas Obscura and is part of the Climate Desk collaboration. In 1986, at the age of 21, Alejandro Melfo moved to Merida, Venezuela, the city of eternal snows, to study physics at the University of the Andes. There, in the mountain city, she often looked out toward the horizon at the vast Sierra Nevada de Merida, a large, muscular, towering expanse three miles in the sky and blanketed with snow and the broad sheets of glaciers. Having just arrived from Uruguay, a country with no mountain ranges, she fell in love. As the years went by, Melfo saw the landscape morph. Two of the glaciers that could be seen from the city were rapidly receding. Large cracks emerged, splintering the ice into smaller chunks. Entire sections of the glaciers collapsed, exposing the rock beneath. By 1990, one mountain, Pico La Concha, had lost all of its glaciers. In 2017, Pico Bolivar, Venezuela's highest peak, followed suit. Today, only one glacier remains in Venezuela, on the second highest peak, Pico Humboldt. It's an era that is almost completely finished now, says Melfo, a particle physicist at the University of the Andes, who has recently been working on projects involving biology and ecology, including research on this last glacier. Pico Humboldt's glacier has survived partly because it is sheltered by the shade of its own peak, but only barely. In 1910, the glacier covered nearly 1.3 square miles. The last measurement in 2019 suggests the glacier has shriveled to less than 0.02 square miles, or about the size of Merida's soccer stadium, less than 2% of what it once was. If the glacier disappears, Venezuela may become the first country in the world to have had glaciers and then lost them all. This is inevitable, experts say, as no climate intervention would slow or stop it in time. Venezuela's tropical glaciers, like others in places such as Colombia, Peru, Kenya, or Uganda, are particularly sensitive to climate change, given that they are already frequently exposed to warm temperatures. By the end of the decade, the last one will be gone. The retreat, you can't stop it. That's not possible, says Maximiliano Bezada, a quaternary geologist at the University of Minnesota who is not involved in current research on the glacier. But rather than despair... A team of scientists based in Venezuela is eyeing a rare opportunity, 
These glaciers have existed for hundreds of thousands of years, and now the peaks they once blanketed are likely to remain uncovered by permanent snow and ice for thousands more. This transition, says Melfo, provides a unique window into how life emerges in essentially lifeless terrains, a process known as primary succession. We're witnessing exactly the moment when these things change from one status to the next. This is very special, she says. Seldom that you can see things at the geological scale happening in front of your eyes. The scientific work began with a series of long, steep hikes. In 2019, Melfo and an interdisciplinary team, including a botanist, ecologist, lichenologist, and more, made three trips to Pico Humboldt. At over three miles in elevation, with plenty of equipment to carry, and without much experience with such conditions, it took the team two to three days to arrive near the base of Pico Humboldt's glacier. Once there, the goal was to record how new life would colonize the landscape and understand what kinds of interactions were taking place between plants, mosses, lichens, and mammals. To do this, though, they needed to document how life unfolded over time, a painfully slow process that would normally require returning to the site several times over many years. But in this case, that wasn't entirely necessary. The retreat of the glacier would provide a time series for them, so they created a map of how far the glacier had receded at five distinct points between 1910 and 2019 and documented the ecosystem at each. You can use the glacier as a time machine, says Luis Daniel Yambi, an ecologist at the University of the Andes and the Consortium for Sustainable Development of the Andean Ecoregion, who coordinated the research expedition. As you move away from the glacier, you're traveling into the past. The team found that sites farther away from the glacier were already sustaining rich, diverse ecosystems. Near the edge of the glacier, however, the ecosystem was far more desolate, few signs of life beyond lichens, mosses, and the occasional plant. These were the first colonizers of the newly available land. But there are surprising insights in this seemingly barren landscape. It seems to be a place of unlikely cooperation. Lichens and mosses have anchored themselves to rocks, and both capture moisture for plants and act as a shield from the wind while they grow. Together, the lichens and mosses are eroding the rocks, fixing essential nutrients, and forming a crusty soil layer. Even in the simplest systems, when there is a very hard environment, cooperation starts to happen more often, says Melfo. The team also found myriad previously undocumented species of lichens and mosses. Of the 47 species of lichens identified, more than half had never before been seen in the country, and seven of them may be totally novel species, says Yambi. Of the 55 species of mosses, six had never been found in Venezuela. It's a special assembly of species, he adds. Finding so many new species of lichens and mosses is unusual, says Yambi. The same species tend to populate alpine environments, even in different parts of the world, seemingly adapted to the harsh conditions. Also unusual was the way life emerged in these dire conditions. Lichens, which are generally thought to dominate ecosystems at the earliest stages of succession, actually seem to be playing a secondary role. There, mosses took the lead. This may seem like a trivial difference, but beginning an ecosystem with a different base can impact how the ecosystem will develop, says Mariana Cardenas, a lichenologist at the University of Minnesota. When you change the first part of the first steps of the first organisms that colonize these areas, she says, everything is like a chain, and it changes everything else. The future of these ecosystems is still unclear, says Cardenas. 
but it will most likely resemble the ecosystems below that have spent more time away from the glacier. Teeming with plants, birds, and other animals, the glaciers may be disappearing, she says, but they're opening the way for a collaborative dance of life under challenging conditions. There's life in the shadow of Pico Humboldt's glacier, but the fading remnants of ice are still a bleak reminder of what is yet to come in the tropics and elsewhere, says Melfo. This is a very, very good model of what can happen in other places, says Andres Yarzabal, a molecular biologist at the Catholic University of Cuenca in Ecuador who was not involved in the research. The same phenomenon, the same process which is right now occurring in Venezuela and Colombia, will also happen in other countries. Now, when Melfo looks out toward the horizon at Merida, snow no longer hangs in cornices over the peaks of the Sierra Nevada. Carrying out this research is the least she and the team can do to pay tribute to the country's loss, so that the glacier's demise doesn't have to be in vain, she says. Venezuela may be the first, and the others will follow suit, she says. And when you are the first, you have a responsibility to call the attention of other people. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite.